0: You're listening to the Broncos Audio Zone.
1: Hello and thank you for joining us for this edition of the Neutral Zone. I'm Phil Milani alongside Eric Dalala as always. Uh, this is our post-game recap of the Broncos loss to the Green Bay Packers. And uh, as we'll try to do each and every Monday, we'll take you through head coach Vic Fangio's press conference and uh, give you some of the highlights and let you know uh, what we thought was important that he said as he uh, meets the media the day after the Broncos lose to the Packers 27 to 16. It's another tough one for the Broncos as they fall to 0-3 on the season. Uh, here's a little bit of a preview of uh, what, we'll, what we'll discuss on this episode, Eric. Um, world of suck. That was the big sound bite uh, out of the Broncos locker room from Emmanuel Sanders on Sunday. We'll uh, get Vic Fangio's reaction to that. Plus, um, hey, does he think that the players here, can he win with them? Or is it just that, hey, they need some more talent? Um, we'll talk about uh, Joe Flacco's sacks. He took six sacks against the Packers. That's a career high for Joe Flacco. And then also, uh, why is it so hard? Uh, You know, we all thought that Vic Fangio was going to be a defensive guru, and we thought this defense might look a little bit better than it has. No sacks, no turnovers through three games. Um, So we'll uh, touch on that a little bit, Eric. But, uh, Eric, let's first start with you. World of suck. Is that uh, your opinion of uh, how they came out of that Packers game?
0: I think the team feels that way for sure. I'm a little more optimistic maybe than Emmanuel Sanders sounded after the game. But I think this Green Bay loss, part of the reason why it stings is a combination of circumstances and that you went to Oakland in a game you probably should have won and you lost and then you lose the way you do against Chicago and you're 0-2 and then you go to Green Bay and you play really well in the first half. You probably outplay the Packers in the first half and then a strip sack, you know, they're toward the end couple more turnovers in the second half kind of end the game and the Packers or the Broncos have no real chance of beating the Packers then and so I think because you're now 0-3 maybe there's some some blistering wounds or you, like you feel it a little bit more than you might if you were 1-2 and or 2-1 and because I think in a nutshell a loss to the Packers on the road is probably one of the tougher games the Broncos are going to play all year and so if you lose that game and you play well it's not the end of the world, but it's a combination of all these factors that have people feeling like they're in a world of suck.
1: Yeah, and I just think maybe the way they lost that Packers game because I agree with you. I thought that they played pretty well eh, except the three turnovers, and that really hurt the Broncos, and their margin for error right now is not, they can't win a game if they turn the ball over three times.
0: No, certainly not if the defense isn't forcing any. I know we'll get to that, but – Yeah, I think Vic Fangio, a smart thing that he did during his press conference on Monday was acknowledge to his team that people outside the building think that the Broncos suck right now. And he was asked, hey, is the locker room, are they going to turn? Are they going to start to get frustrated? He said, we can't put our heads in the sand and pretend like that's not happening. We've got to recognize that guys could be getting frustrated. Guys want to win and address that internally, but just because everyone else thinks you're bad or – you know, for a 3-0 team, everyone thinks you're good. doesn't mean you're going 0-16 or 16-0. and, 16 or 16 and 0.
1: Yeah, and I think that he also said, look, if I put on the videotape and I show them, hey, look, here's what we coach you to do, here's the result, and it worked. Like, look, here's an example of what we talked about as a coaching staff. Here's the play working. That's how you get the players to buy in. And I don't think anybody's not buying in, but I think that sitting at 0-3, there's concerns right now
0: yeah you need results soon because at a certain point the good plays on film only go so far exactly you need to uh, I think winning cures everything, but there were i mean if you think the Packer the Packers are one of few undefeated teams left in the league, I think there's something like seven or eight of them right now um as always our intern extraordinary emily, emily is Sivanskis. with us.
1: Emily Samantha sorry, I didn't introduce her oh, yeah you uh, talked just, for a you really just long know that she's in the room now, yeah. Did I talk too long at the start you, there?
0: I was wondering if I was going to get to chat, but it's okay. I Got like a lot of your opinions. voice is really nice. So Thank you. Yeah. Uh,
1: maybe you want to hear from Vic Fangio's voice? Uh, sure. Okay, here's what uh, Vic Fangio had to say about Emmanuel Sanders saying, world of suck.
2: He was just repeating what I had said in the locker room after the game. So, and that's you know, I told him, I said, you know, we're going to have to deal with everybody thinking we suck. And... Uh, you know, and all of us, not just players, coaches, everybody, the whole organization, and uh, and we need to deal with that. And uh, that, so he was basically just repeating what I was what I had said.
0: Yeah, Phil. So as we were saying, I think it's good that Vic is acknowledging where they are. Sometimes in the past couple of years, it felt like maybe we were pretending everything was okay when it wasn't. I think it's nice that Vic is being honest with the guys. Something they respect about him. But there were good things to take from that Packers game. You hit some really big chunk plays. You had, a, I think, a 52-yard pass to Cortland Sutton, a long catch-and-run by Phillip Lindsay. But eventually, as we have mentioned, those have to turn into wins, and the turnovers just did them in.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, hey, if you're Emmanuel Sanders or if you're the fan base here, you're used to Broncos winning games. And so, you know, when you start 0-3, yeah, I agree, it is a world of suck. It's a it's a difficult time right now. Where, look, if they just get one win, maybe it can uh, get some momentum going. It's not that they're playing terrible, you know. I think that they outgained the Packers in yards. You know, they dominated the time of possession. They did a lot of really good things, but they also, I think it's like how Bradley Chubb said. He said, "Look, 95% of the time we're executing the way we're supposed to, and it's that uh, 5% of the time that's really costing us." and three turnovers especially the way they did it backed up near their own end zone it seemed like especially that flacco strip it seemed like the momentum had completely shifted the crowd was sort of starting to get out of the game a little bit and the Fl- and the broncos tied 10-10 had a chance to take a lead into halftime and say it feel really good about how they were playing, because really the only thing the Packers did in that first half was get that offsides, and then they hit the the over-the-top, and it seemed like zero coverage.
0: Yeah, and something that I thought was maybe even more impressive than that Broncos drive where it looked like Royce Freeman scored and then it got called back for holding or um, kind of that chance for the Broncos to take the lead there at the end of the half was Rodgers came out with his offense with, I think, two and a half minutes to play in the first half and they went three and out. Yeah, exactly. And that was a point where I said, "Hey, I'm thinking if the Bronk, if the uh, the Packers go down and score here and get a touchdown, then you're you're right back in the position you just were." And the defense made a statement there by forcing them off the field. You've got this chance to go up. You get the ball again after halftime. They could have been rolling. And then Big unfortunately, time. Flacco says, "Hey, we're trying to hit a five-step uh, drop and a go route to Cortland Sutton." And the guy goes, "Preston Smith goes right by Elijah Wilkinson and strips sacks him." But They responded. The Broncos came out in the second half. uh, And Fant turned the ball over, and they were down 24-10. They were, but then they went right back down the field and (laughs) scored again. It really wasn't until the third interception where, you know. It felt like it was maybe no shot. Exactly, because I think at the time of the third interception, they were still only down eight.
1: Uh, Yes, I believe that's correct. I do believe that's correct, because uh, Brandon McManus, uh, for the second week in a row, not able to execute an extra point. Um, we can uh, talk about that maybe later in the week. But, yeah, some concern there about uh, Brandon McManus' uh, ability to execute there uh, just on a simple uh, extra point there. But
0: Yeah, when, when Flacco threw that interception, they were still down eight. They were at the Green Bay 38-yard line. Um, you know, if you even get a field goal there, and Vic Fangio talked about that last week, you're right in position to still win the game. Um, yeah. But this this team, we talked last year about how the Broncos had to be perfect. And I feel like this team has to be a little less perfect in order to win games, but you still – they're not good enough to turn the ball over three times yeah. and not force a takeaway and still win.
1: Uh, let's get to uh, what Vic Fangio said about here where we somebody asked him, hey – is it time, as sitting at 0-3, is it time to start making some changes? Uh, here's what Fangio had to say on Monday.
2: And the easiest thing to do is to just make uh, wholesale changes, whether it be personnel, scheme, this, that, or the other thing. You know, there's the old saying, you know, if you keep doing the same thing and expect different results. That's not very smart. But there's also a saying, too, change for just change's sake isn't very smart either. So we've got to operate that fine line as a staff and realize what we're doing is the mistakes we're making correctable and then make a good intelligent decision.
1: Not quite sure if those are the exact sayings there but uh, you got the point with what uh, Vic Fangio was saying that say we're not just going to change things up because we think that something just needs to change for change sake.
0: Yeah and I think where we saw Vance Joseph struggle as a first-time head coach and a relatively young coach in general was not being able to lean on kind of the perspective that you gain over a really long NFL career to help you. Vic Fangio has that even though he's a first-time NFL head coach so he can say I've been around for 30 years I've been a defensive coordinator at a bunch of places and uh, you know it's not the end of the world if we don't have sacks and turnovers for through a few games or if we don't win the first few games it's a long season I know he's hoping to be the head coach here for quite a while and so it can be easy for us to react game to game because there's so few of them and the opportunities are so precious but they can't go out and say hey we're gonna you know we're not gonna give x player the ball anymore or we're gonna change up our entire scheme or we're gonna start blitzing like crazy to try and get pressure to some degree you have to kind of now, if you weren't playing well at all, maybe that's reason to do it. But they've been playing well enough that I think you've just got to kind of see th- see things through and hope that the results follow.
1: How about uh, the idea of maybe trying to change something to help Von Miller and Bradley Chubb get going? Because I think that uh, maybe after the first game or the second game, you could say, hey, those are a couple of unique situations. Or like, hey, the other team is starting to game plan against them. Or, uh, hey, you know, X, Y, Z. You could have come up with a couple of reasons why. But it is odd that before the season we were talking about how much Vic Fangio was going to be able to help these guys and, you know, his history of getting pressure on quarterbacks, certainly what he did with Khalil Mack last year. And we all thought that Bradley Chubb was going to have a breakout season. Some people really thought that Bradley Chubb might be Defensive Player of the Year, you know, And for them to go three games, not just those two, but the entire team to not have any sacks, that, it's weird to me. I don't know what, I I can't put my finger on it, but it's just weird. Yeah,
0: well, I think that one, kind of the excuse of, hey, the types of games we're in haven't allowed us to record sacks, that's kind of played itself out, but... What I will say is against the Packers, the pass rush looked much better, and I think they did some things to get pressure. Kareem Jackson, uh, you know, went after Rodgers on a safety blitz, uh, which almost resulted in a pick to Chris Harris Jr. Um, You know, Von Miller probably didn't get as many pressures as Bradley Chubb did, but they didn't get hits necessarily, but they were in his face, made him throw some uh, passes away on third down, which, you know, isn't a sack, but it does get you the ball back. Well – and Rodgers, Rodgers is a smart guy, so I think he kind of knows more than other quarterbacks. Here's when to throw the ball away and not take that sack.
1: Yeah, but uh, but I will say when the person who would probably have the most accurate description of how the Broncos' pass rush was, was Aaron Rodgers. And after the game, he was like, that's probably the cleanest my jersey's ever been. And he said, heck, I'm going to go have a scotch and, and start watching some Eagles tape.
0: That's your type of guy
1: that's my that's my post-game uh, routine there.
0: We don't play but, the Eagles this year.
1: Yeah, but I just like to throw on the tape, you know? Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, so
1: he would have an accurate description. I'm not saying he's always going to just go up there and be like, oh, yeah, Bradley Chubb had a great game. I'm not saying that. But after the game, it certainly felt like he was like, uh, that was pretty, uh, pretty good for me.
0: Yeah. I mean, something's got to change. I just don't know if it's at the point where they're in their heads a little bit or if it's just kind of a – because I was sitting there, and after the first half, I was like, huh, they still don't have a sack. And yeah. then in the third quarter, I was like, this can't go the whole way, can it? And uh, I,
1: I think pressure and sacks, that'll help the turnover problem. Right. So it's just uh, those two are very closely connected. And maybe, like you said, look, they sent Kareem Jackson. They were trying to mix things up. Maybe some more of that, or maybe it's just a matter of time.
0: I mean, the defense isn't playing terribly by any stretch. No. They're 17th not at all. in points allowed and ninth in total defense. Um,
1: and the offense put them in some tough
0: spots exactly
1: yeah if if, you know you take away
0: those two touchdowns there you're talking about 13 points exactly and then you should be able to beat them Um, I will say if if you're taking more chances with corner blitzes or safety blitzes or sending five or six guys you're going to put your secondary on an island and without Bryce Callahan do you want to do that because there were times when Rodgers had a lot of time and picked on Yadam, who got replaced by Devontae Bosby. And Bosby, I thought, did a nice job. He did, but you're going to put yourself in those positions, especially if you're playing teams with some really good receivers, where you're kind of picking your poison. And so if you're Vic Fangio, you're probably thinking, I've got Bradley Chubb and Von Miller. I shouldn't need to rush six guys to get to the quarterback. That's true. But I I don't know if it's because the interior pressure hasn't been good enough. We haven't heard from uh, Derek Wolfe or Shelby Harris or Adam Gotts very much. I don't know if that's what's preventing uh, the pass rush from getting there, but they do need to figure it out.
1: And that leads us uh, to our next statement here from head coach Vic Fangio, who was asked if he felt like he had the players here in Denver to get the job done.
2: No, we've got the players here to win. I I believe in these players. I enjoy being around them every day. Uh, They're a bunch of good guys. They're trying their butts off. Um, We just have to play a little bit better. And along with that, we have to coach better. You know, if we're breaking down fundamentally in certain areas at critical times, you know, that's an indictment on us as coaches, too, not just the players.
1: Interesting, I thought, there, because there's some people who do think that, look, the roster is not quite where it needs to be, and uh, it's going to take some more time to just get things where Fangio maybe has a defense that resembles that defense he had in Chicago. But he doesn't think that's the case. He says, look, we just got to coach better.
0: Yeah, I mean, of course, your roster is going to develop the longer coaches there. And John Elway has talked before about, hey, when you're changing coaches and changing schemes every year, it's hard to draft the correct personnel that's going to fit it. But I think when you compare the Broncos' starting lineups to most other teams Very in the similar. league, you're in a you're in a good spot. You still got Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, Chris Harris Jr., Joe Flacco, Emmanuel Sanders, Cortland Sutton, Philip Lindsay. Those guys are going to start on a lot of football teams. Yeah, but I think where the the issue is is with the depth farther down the roster but Vic Fangio has played the starter so much saying hey these guys need to play that that kind of it almost cancels out that the depth isn't there at the end of the roster
1: and really the only depth that's missing is Juwan James and Bryce Callahan right in, yeah, terms, in of, terms of starters yeah yeah now the Broncos did lose Derek Wolf and uh Josie Jewell in the game against the Packers won't really know what their status is um until the magic MRIs come out. The magic wand. Magic wand, as Fangio likes to call it. Uh, Derek Wolf did uh, post a picture of his ankle. I didn't see it. It You don't want to see it. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, it's not uh no-no. He's not running anywhere? Not any very
1: nice. He's not running. Gotcha. Yeah. Like if if Derek Wolf had to catch a plane... He wouldn't make it. He would not. If he would be trying to run in the terminal... Yeah. He
0: wouldn't be there. Oh, so if yeah. you were trying to catch a flight with Derek Wolf, See you later. ...you'd leave him. Yeah, I think I would leave Derek Wolf. Got it. We yeah. like Derek. It's just when a guy can't run with that ankle, you got to go. When you get on the airplane, see but you later. We, all bets are off. All bets are off when yeah. it comes to airline travel. <laughs> exactly. There's no rules up in the sky.
1: No. Anyway, uh, I do think that the depth is a problem there for the Broncos, um, but they've been relatively healthy
0: yeah, I mean, and you really haven't lost guys to season-ending injuries yet. Yeah. Knock on wood. Um, knock on wood. Knock on wood. And if you're with me.
1: No, I thought that was for good luck. I think right.
0: Yeah, but I think that's also why John Gruden did it. Oh. Yeah, but maybe it was just so people weren't screaming in team meetings. I think that's yeah. Um. But yeah, you could get Andy Janovich back this week against the Jaguars. Vic said there's a chance that could happen. He could really, I think, but provide Beck a boost. Pretty well. Who?
1: Uh, the tight ends and uh, fallback guy. Do you know Beck. his first name? I think Beck just is a single it's just name. Beck. Yeah, it. it's a recording artist, Beck. Yeah, okay. Well, some yeah. call him
0: Andrew, but I think you can just call him Beck. Andy Beck? Yeah, they went from Andy Janovich to Andrew Beck. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Andrew Beck, that sounds like,
1: Hello, my name's Andrew Beck. How's the stock market doing?
0: No idea what you're talking about. Um, I do think in regards to the players, though, like, t- to some extent, what is Fangio going to say?
1: Yeah, he's not going to be up there and just bash the roster.
0: Yeah, because so. they've got, uh, what, 13 games left and then four playoff games, so 17 games left. So you can't bash the roster. Four in the playoffs, yeah. Yeah. That's right. But yeah. we did see – I mean, Vance Joseph did that. I think yeah, it was the end of 2017. Did he? He said. I think he said something like, we don't have the guys – to do that, mm. yeah, that's.
1: I mean, uh, I think that if you're a player, you like the coach going up there and defending defending the roster. So, um, so we mentioned that Dewan James is dinged up. Let's talk about that offensive line uh, first. Up here is what Vic Fangio had to say about Joe Flacco taking six sacks, a career high, against the Packers. And uh, he was asked, "Hey, do you think that Flacco should just throw the ball away, or, are, or do you live with the sack?"
2: Well, everyone's a little different. Um, you know, obviously on the early downs, you know, meaning first and second down, uh, throwing away would be advantageous, you know, as long as you know you're throwing it away and it's an incompletion Uh, on third down, you know, if he's not sure, you know, the extra three, forty-five yard loss, if he's not sure that he can throw it away cleanly, you know, really doesn't kill you that much. But, um, you know, I, we've had, had a fair amount of sacks, but I, I don't think it's indicative of the way our O-line has been playing. You know, some sacks are caused by routes, too, not being cleanly run or the defense jamming up a route. Um, so each and every one has its own story. But overall, I mean, I think the offensive line, you know, have, has not been perfect but has done a pretty decent job.
0: I mean here's the thing about the six sacks, because I think it's a little misleading and that three of the sacks came on the final two drives. You're down eleven points with five and a half minutes left. The defense knows you're passing. And it's the those are the exact type of situations that the Broncos want to be in against their opponent so that Von Miller and Bradley Chubb can get after the quarterback. When you're in those situations and you're taking five step drops every time, it's gonna be hard to protect on every drop back. But I agree. I think over the course of the rest of the game Outside of that one strip sack, which was obviously terribly damaging to the Broncos' chances, you know, you can live with a couple of sacks. It seemed like Flacco got the ball out, knew when to throw it away. Um, If he needed to check it down, he did. But he also had time when he needed to, you know, find Cortland Sutton on that deep pass to get the ball to Phillip Lindsay for the catch and run uh, to make some other nice throws during the game. So, yeah, I think Vic's right that the offensive line probably played its best game uh, of the season because they also, I mean, Ran they, the ball exactly, really well. they cleared the way for Philip Lindsay.
1: Yeah. Dalton Reisner just picked up Lindsay and threw
0: him into the end zone. That, that was among the craziest blocking I've seen. Like, would you consider that well, blocking?
1: I, well, I'd really have to go back and think about all the craziest blockings I've ever yeah, seen. Is that true?
0: And then, uh. Lindsey was stopped three yards short yeah, of the goal. That was insane. They could have whistled it down it's for fourth forward goal, progress. That would have been a bad. Bad, bad. And Reisner bad, was like, bad, 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 I'm bad. doing this myself. Yeah, and he just picked them up and threw them in there. And then he didn't even wait to celebrate with Lindsey. He lifted an arm like he scored the <laughs> touchdown <laughs> <Yeah>. himself. <laughs> Practically did. Yeah, he should get some of those fantasy points. Great uh, hustle by both of those guys. Yeah. You know, if, if I'm thinking of a play that, you know, maybe you were looking for a hustle play of the game. Yeah. That could have been it.
1: When when that play happened, when I was in the press box, I you just sh- got up. You
0: shouted I hustle.
1: got up, and I went and had myself some yogurt.
0: <laughs> what type <laughs> of yogurt? Oikos. That's my favorite. Yep. The triple zero. Yep. Love that stuff.
1: I was I just, the hustle was so much, I was like, I got to get some yogurt. I got to calm
0: down with some nice Oikos triple zero yogurt.
1: Yes. That's exactly what happened.
0: What happened next?
1: Hmm. I think that the Broncos got the ball back, and they didn't, uh, didn't work out. So I just went and got a bratwurst and some cheese curds.
0: The press box food was tremendous in Lambeau. Yogurt? Curds. Curds. Brats. Brats. I had two brats. You did? I'm not ashamed to admit wow. that. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, sauerkraut or no? No.
0: Oh, uh, you have to a put sauerkraut. I'm not a sauerkraut guy. No.
1: Love sauerkraut.
0: Also, the it's brisket nice was mustard. pretty good, or pulled pork, whatever it was. It's pretty tasty, nacho too. nacho bar?
1: I did not have any of those. They had pa- Yeah.
0: Beth, if you're listening, no nachos. No
1: nachos for me.
0: But uh, some fruit out, you know, some pastries. They kind of had, had everything. Sometimes you'll go to a, a press box and they've got breakfast or lunch. And that's pretty that's much it. it. But you don't have both. So sometimes you're like, man, I really would be in the mood for not some like powdered eggs right now. Uh, Lambo was, was tremendous.
1: B- uh, both of our first times going to Lambo. It was. What'd you think?
0: You think probably the last?
1: I don't know. Probably in eight years we'll go. Broncos, back
0: with that. yeah. Broncos play them, assuming that the divisions don't change, which would be kinda weird. I don't think we'll be in the Packers. Twenty twenty seven, which is the same year that my cats play your buffs. That's true. Not looking good for the cats That's in twenty twenty seven right now.
1: The quarterback in that game is uh Arch Manning. Uh could be Arch Manning. Yeah. He's probably going <laughs> to Northwestern. Oh, I was thinking he'd go to CU. Oh. Maybe. Yeah. But he would have to be probably younger than that.
0: He's what? And he's in ninth he's, grade, I
1: think.
0: Yeah. Ninth. Yeah. He'd tenth, be tenth, seven, starting twelfth.
1: for your cats in four years,
0: five years, four years,
1: four years. He'd be starting. Yeah.
0: So twenty twenty three. So yeah, he could be a yeah. red shirt senior in that game.
1: He's going. He's going
0: to be two and done. Two. <laughs> he's like Trevor Lawrence. Yes. I see.
1: Yeah. So.
0: What? What are the odds of that kid is a first round pick? High. Very high.
1: Who? Trevor Lawrence or Arch
0: Manning? Arch Manning.
1: Well. As Peyton said, let's pump the brakes here a yeah. little bit. He's just a kid. Let him enjoy his life a little he bit. He threw for five touchdowns.
0: Yeah. Let him enjoy his a life. In a varsity football game as a freshman.
1: Just let him relax. It's tremendous. He, what if he wants to play basketball? What if he likes soccer? He ain't playing
0: basketball or soccer. Well, he's here to throw dimes.
1: What's the odd that, What are the, in your opinion, Trevor Lawrence, do you think he'll be a first round pick? Maybe not.
0: You know, yeah, who really knows? Who, anything could really I happen. don't even know that we're allowed to talk about that. Yeah,
1: that is – that's true. That could be tampering. Yeah. Um, redact. What redact. are the
0: odds that Arch Lawrence – or, oh, gosh. Ooh, could you imagine?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Arch Manning goes to New York in 10 years or whatever and replaces Daniel Jones. That would be kind of crazy. That would be Revenge crazy. of the Manning.
1: Man, the NFL is such a crazy world where – How draft, crazy is it? At the draft – yeah. When he was when he was selected that high, there was high? A, there was a gasp. How high? <gasps> was he uh, six overall? Bingo. Yeah, people were like, "Oh!" There was like a murmur. Across. I was shocked. I was at the draft, you know, covering it in of Nashville. Of course. And
0: uh, I think I saw you on were TV shocked. with the crowd. People were shocked. <laughs> yeah,
1: I was a guy with you my just, chest painted. Yeah,
0: You're <laughs> chugging a beer. Yeah, and rubbing well, a in, hot
1: in chicken on your face. I was in Nashville. Of course. Yeah. Uh, but then, and then he he has one great game, and boom, anointed. Yeah, same with the Broncos. The Broncos have st- you know start zero and three. Yeah, the Broncos the have three
0: bad games. <laughs> it's, it's over. Yeah, crazy. It's,
1: as Aaron Rodgers one time said,
0: "Relax." He did say that. Don't do it. Don't do what?
1: That's the song. Relax. Don't do it. You you were born in the uh, late two thousands. Yeah, so I have no idea. You what don't you're know talking, what I'm talking about. about. Is that a country yeah. song? If not, that's not a don't country song. Don't know Yeah, exactly. Yeah. As we're that's that Kenny here, Chesney song? Uh, Eric has his cowboy boots on, a big hat, and a nice jean jacket. Yeah. I wish that people could see what we a were bolo born. tie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did think it was weird when you showed up with your spurs on. Um,
0: HR made you take those off. That's true. I was ruining the carpet. Yeah. But just try to stay true to myself. Yeah. I don't want to make changes. Just for change' sake.
1: Is that a shot there? Or?
0: No, that's confirmation of what Vic Fangio had to say.
1: Uh, what's the last thing that we uh, need to talk about here? Uh, you're the guy yeah, with the list. Hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on a second. Though, here, the last thing that I thought was interesting, and there was a final question. Les Shapiro. Uh, def, uh, yep. I thought it was a good question. Uh, Vic Fangio was asked if, uh, hey, why does it have to take so long? when you're adjusting to a new head coach and that head coach is adjusting to his new team because, look, uh, we all thought that Vic Fangio was, there's this term going around, evil genius on defense. Hasn't been the case so far, and here's what uh, Vic Fangio had to say.
2: Well, it doesn't have to be hard. Um, In this case, it has been. Um, But I don't think we've played terrible, but we haven't played good enough to win. You know, and I know... Some of our stats may be okay when you look at them, but you know, we've got we've to get more stops. Obviously, the takeaways are a big thing that we're not getting, which would help our offense. Um, I know I'm not really answering your question, but um, it doesn't have to be. We expect more. Uh, as the players expect more and we expect more as the coaches.
1: That seemed like sort of a heartfelt response there from Coach Fangio because he said he he tried to answer a question, but he was like, I know that's not really – he didn't find the words to sort of address it. But the bottom line is that he said, look, what's
0: happening right now is not good enough. Yeah, very heartfelt. I mean, he wrapped himself up in a little blanket. He pulled out a cup of tea and – you know, put on his I glasses. I did think,
1: though, like, hey, when you're 0-3 and, and you have to come up there and face some music, I think he's done a good job of that.
0: I agree. Some he, Sometimes I think, like, these guys are making a lot of money and this is just part of the deal. That's what
1: Mike Kliss told him uh, on uh, Sunday after the game.
0: That is true. I thought yeah. Mike uh, held his ground pretty well. He did. Yeah. Um, one thing I will say is I think the defense will – come together, and also people are acting like the defense is ranked 32nd in the NFL. Yeah, As we mentioned, the sense. total defense is ninth in the league. I I really
1: think I go back to what Chub said with the 95 and 5. If the Broncos can just find a way to play a
0: complete game, I think that would help really cure a lot of woes. Well, and also think it took him a year or two to turn things around in San Francisco and Chicago. Um, so to kind of assume he was going to have a top three defense immediately, was maybe expecting a little too much in Denver. But I, I do think they've been better than they thought, and I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but everyone's acting like the season is over at 0-3. You've got a stretch here where if you can win a couple – got three of your next four at home, you play Jacksonville, a Chargers team that's 1-2, and, and then the Titans. There's no reason you couldn't win all three of those.
1: Yes, but uh, look, if you're the Jags coming in here, you, you're you probably thinking the same thing. Look, we're facing an 0-3 team. We we might be able to, and especially with the mania yeah, that's coming in. The stash. I think that um, on my I might not wear a tie this this week, and I might just take it a few buttons down.
0: Just the vest. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Oh, about ridiculous. That? As long as it's yeah.
1: Up on the on the video board at the stadium, I'll just be up there. Maybe I'll wear some sunnies.
0: That'd be nice. Or some sunnies, party in the front. Low. Party in the back. Yep. Double party. I just want to give the fans what they want, you know? I don't think they want that. They
1: don't want the double party? (laughs) They don't
0: don't want any party from you. (laughs) Uh, But, I mean, you're right. Of course, like, they're not going to be handed these wins. But I would expect – here's a bold prediction. I think the Broncos are going to win pretty convincingly this week. Really? Yeah. I don't think it's going to be a three-point game or anything. I bet the Broncos win by ten. Ten points, huh? For an 0 3 team, that's pretty convincing. Sure. Hey, uh, the
1: Jags game they played pretty well against
0: the Titans. They did. So they won that game. But I think if you I think if you're able to get a lead against them, you're gonna be Vic Fangio, I think, is gonna be able to find a way to mess with Minshew a little bit. Mess with Minshew. Exactly. I like, I that. like that. That's good. Dibs be a on headline. the headline. Yeah, Dibs. that's gonna be a headline. Um Yeah, and then the the Chargers don't look great. Uh, and the Titans obviously lost to the Jaguars. But so that's where I'm thinking, like, hey, if you can get back to 3-3, three and three, then the morale is restored. Um, you know, you're still in a tough spot where you got to win a bunch more games to be in playoff contention. But at least you're not kind of mired in this world of suck.
1: What about this conspiracy theory going around that, uh, What's that? that the Bears had 10 days to prepare for the Broncos? Oh, yeah. Now the Jags, of course, played Thursday night. Of course. 10 days again. What to about to the conspiracy
0: the theory that the Raiders had since April? Exactly. That's when the schedule was released.
1: That's, that's uh, four games with a lot of time to prepare for this Broncos team.
0: What about the Packers?
1: That was the only game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so
0: and they it was some it was for some reason in Green Bay. What's really going on? That's true. That's true.
1: What do you think? Vic Fangio said, "Hey, the one holding call against the Broncos, hey, that was holding." I don't think maybe they didn't uh, correctly identify the player. Because there's oh, but, no way Lindsay, or, uh, Sanders held on that plate.
0: But Fangio said he didn't say, hey, it wasn't him. He said he held him. Yeah. And he was asked about Sanders. Maybe. I think what's more likely is that Vic took some liberties in expressing his frustration last week with the referees, that this week he was like. Toned it down. He's like, that's not the reason we lost, so it's not worth getting into it. There's
1: a big population of people out there. I was reading through some of our uh, Twitter comments. They think Always that uh, a the, dangerous Packers, uh, the Packers tend to get some calls when uh, when they're playing up there in uh, the Great North.
0: Maybe those people up there were very friendly. Oh, I loved it. That all. was a
1: top five football experience.
0: Top five. Top three. What's better than that? I have not been to a, I've not had a better road trip than that road trip. Sorry, really? Emily. Emily really? did not go on this trip.
1: For the stadium experience.
0: Reaction to missing wow. the greatest football experience of all time.
1: No, that's, a, that's definitely up there.
2: Not super disappointed because I got to stay dry and I made it home safe.
0: Made it home
1: safe What do you where? mean by that? Yeah, where did you make it I home?
0: didn't miss a connecting flight. Oh, I don't wow. have no idea what she's talking about. Of course,
1: Eric and I were on um, a team charter. Yeah, uh, we know I had a nice... Uh, Scotch. I had no. I had some tea on the plane.
0: Oh, chocolate cream.
1: Um, yes. Uh, well, milk for tea.
0: You put milk in your tea.
1: Yes. What are you talking about?
0: I've literally never heard that. I've heard of some honey or sugar. Do I
1: need a? Sh- I'm going to shut. the My mom was from England, you know, so I kind of know how to make.
0: You put like two percent milk in your tea. Yes. What are you talking about? It's very odd. I've literally I've never heard of that. Never heard of it, or you've never had it. I've never heard of it. I've never heard someone be like, Bring me okay. a cup of tea with a side of milk.
1: Oh my gosh. I'm going to have to end this podcast, perhaps permanently for this. Uh, Very odd. Wow. Don't worry. If you're driving and you probably just swerved off the road, I'm sorry. Um, I'll get Eric right.
0: Huh? Yeah. Very you know that
1: people are very particular about their tea too, right? That's true. Well, like I do know if that. It's, if it's not made exactly, if the crumpets right, are nice. Then, if you don't make it exactly right, you might as well as not even just drink. You don't even don't bring that to me.
0: Yeah. If you put milk in tea, does it become a chai?
1: No, chai is a different type of tea.
0: Got it. With milk, I've had milk and chai before. Yes, that's yes. kind of my go-to drink.
1: A Nice little chai. What about <laughs> hot cocoa?
0: I'm not a big hot cocoa fan. Really?
1: I yeah. love a hot cocoa in the wintertime. A n- a nice hot cocoa.
0: Some schnapps? snappy cocoa? Put
1: some peppermint schnapps in there, too. Yeah, that'd be nice. I would never then do that. Then I
0: would do that. Bailey's? If, if I were 21. <laughs> yeah. You know.
1: Yeah, since you're only 13. Right, I can't. Eight <laughs> years. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting close. Yeah.
0: Um, wh- What uh other road trips are comparable in terms of game day experience and just the the town was, uh-huh. I, I liked Appleton There's
1: several really unique experiences in the NFL in my personal opinion. Uh, I think Kansas City has a great uh, game day atmosphere. I think Seattle has a great game day atmosphere. Uh, those are the two that I've really that stand out to me uh, Green Bay right up there and then and then you have to factor in some college experiences too Camp Randall is great. Oh'm I'm, I'm talking purely pro. Yeah, that's definitely definitely top three.
0: Oh, So what about Buffalo? I enjoyed Buffalo.
1: Yeah, a similar ex- vibe when exactly small town football Big really stadium. runs the runs economy. Bit there, I think.
0: Ni- so. I think Niagara Falls helps in Buffalo. That helps what the, the economy? Oh, the economy? Yeah. Oh yeah. No waterfall near Green Bay, as far as I know.
1: No, but it was very humid. Okay. Really, hum- that means that there's a body of water right there. Got it. it. Lake Michigan, right
0: there. Uh huh. Green Bay. Right Got there. it.
1: Yeah. Um, but that was really that was a really cool. I don't know if you saw this, Eric, but when the buses pulled out of the stadium after the game, I was working. There's a um, a bar across the street where everybody was out on the patio. It was packed, yeah. and they all waved goodbye to the Broncos and buses. like in
0: not a condescending way, like a no, friendly way. like.
1: Hope that you had a great experience. Oh, I hope
0: here. you had a great time in Green Bay. Yeah,
1: That's, they're not from North Dakota.
0: No, but there were some thick accents there I heard some. in the press box.
1: Everybody's super nice, very friendly.
0: Like the people who operated the elevators, super friendly. They were great. If I were stuck in an elevator all day, I'd be peeved. In Green Bay? No, just in general.
1: Oh, but what like, if you were? What if that happened to you in Green Bay?
0: Then maybe I'd be happy because it seemed see. like they were. Yeah. But yeah, you know, you leave Oakland. You're not getting the same sort of wave uh, goodbye. Instead
1: of a thumbs up, it's a different thing. Yeah,
0: exactly. But in Green Bay, they were like, come back soon now.
1: Exactly. Yeah, maybe a little really too Minnesotan thing there. Thing. But an, yeah, that's what I think. That's yeah, what yeah. um, really enjoyable experience, though. I loved it. Other than the outcome of the game.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's fair.
1: Yeah. So uh, shout outs, uh, just a couple of quick ones, maybe.
0: Yeah, Ben Swanson's been pretty quiet here. Yeah, Uh, he's off getting photos developed.
1: Oh, I was going to say, did you want me to ask him a quick question? Yeah, sure. Um, Ben. uh,
0: Ben, do you know who threw or who, excuse me, who scored the Broncos two offensive touchdowns on Um, Sunday?
1: Let me just uh, look at my uh, painting here. Let me look at my painting here. Um, uh, Looks like Phil Lindsay scored a touchdown. That's correct. Oh, wait, he scored two touchdowns.
0: Also true, Ben.
1: And that's all you're going to hear from me today. Okay, thank you. Uh, I'll take the microphone back here. Uh, was he was he
0: whispering? Yeah, it was weird. I think he was shouting. That's just how loud the, it was. The, um, no,
1: you can't have the mic back.
0: But no, he uh, went to get some photos developed. He
1: was, uh, I think he was, instead of uh, sketching, painting.
0: Film photography. Film photography. He was shocked when he got back up to the press box at halftime, and I showed him digital cameras where you could instantly see the photos. I will say
1: surprised there's a different there's a, a warmth to a film shot that you can't get digitally. Yeah,
0: there's a warmth I will say that. There's also warmth to photos that you can like see and use instantly. When know? I uh, like I was like, Can I get a thumbnail? And he's like, I gotta head out into this dark room and develop it real quick and then I'll take a photo my of it. And wedding
1: photos? <laughs> half digital, half film.
0: True. Wow. Sorry. Wow. When are you? When are you expecting f- to get the film ones? I know you were married what three years ago. Yeah. When are you expecting to get, get those? Uh, well, they have Next to sh- month.
1: Shipping them to moon to the moon, and that takes some time. What? A, that was
0: not a good, bad joke. I'm sorry. Emily, ruling on quality of joke. Let's say zero out of ten. Wow.
1: Not, not even a one.
0: No. Well, wow. you really missed the plane on that one.
1: You know, if you thought that uh, Wisconsin was far up north, you got to keep going north to get to where Emily is from.
0: That's true. British Columbia,
1: (laughs) not so much.
0: Yeah, Saskatchewan. Saskatoon. Saskatoon. Bless you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, we love Canada. We love Canada. Yeah,
0: we've had a neutral zone uh, caller from Canada.
1: We have British Columbia.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Our guy uh, Shelby Harris Previous friend of the pod Not player but guy named Shelby Harris uh, Messaged me Different. on Twitter today Oh really? Yeah tell you? Wanted to know if we had any copies of Madden Oh jeez Shelby we'll let you know when the games begin again Yes They have not yet Not beginning um, Emily might try her hand at some limericks What
1: about this other conspiracy? Shelby Harris The player Which one? Oh, He's yeah. from Milwaukee Do you think he was a spy last week or given intel? to You know, he grew up being a Packers fan.
0: I don't think so. Also, he'd probably eat you for saying that. Huh? He'd probably eat you for saying that.
1: Yes. Shelby Harris, uh, he would eat me if we were stuck on an island. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. Off record.
0: Yeah. Got it. Yeah uh let's see community I what's going on in the community
1: i think em- emily can weigh in on this about a play 60 yeah Emily, I think something's going on
0: uh what are you looking forward to most about this uh play 60 special olympics event i think it's good for the players to get back out there in the community especially
2: after a tough loss
1: and the kids love wow. seeing the players
0: anything that's else emily
2: <laughs> that's it
0: got it that's good
1: i do i agree with you emily it is nice to get back out of the community. No matter win or lose. Or no matter what. No matter what, as I like to say. It's so your catchphrase. Uh, the kids, they love they love the players, and the players can make an impact in the community. Win, lose, or uh, draw.
0: That's true. We haven't drawed no. yet. No. Ben Swanson drawed.
1: The reason I say drawed is that uh, yeah, Swanson did draw it. Yeah. He gotten drawed.
0: Yeah. The Broncos <laughs> have not won. They have lost, and Swanson drawed.
1: Yeah. And that's why the players, no matter what. Exactly. No matter there. what. Uh, there's a lot of other stuff. There's a CEO build coming up on Thursday. Mm hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I'll be there covering that for Habitat of, for Humanity.
0: Habitat of for Humanity. Habitat. Nice. <laughs> nice. Habitat for Humanity. That'll be nice.
1: Yeah. So and Liz Manis did pay us a visit before we started recording
0: this. She did. We invited her to be on the podcast. She declined uh, rudely. Declined
1: not respectfully. No. I know. Yeah. There's a
0: there's you can politely decline, and then there's what Liz did. Yeah.
1: What about regretfully declined? She didn't even. Do
0: I that. don't think so. No. It was like passive aggressively declined. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. We'll extend an invite again. Exactly. I mean, well, the, the, the only no other option is, is Ben Swanson. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So it's not like not like there's a long list of guests waiting to appear on the neutral zone.
1: I take offense to that. I wish that I was on every single... List. So, yeah, Sorry, I had yeah. to pull the mic yeah, away. Gosh, from ridiculous. Yeah, that was ridiculous. All right, well, I think it's time to wrap this one up. What do you guys say? What do you think? Yes. Okay, we'll see if Emily can uh, successfully... Yeah. Uh, we're gonna
0: Next week, we're going to try show. to have Emily string together more than one sentence at a time. <laughs> we'll work up to it. Uh, no San Francisco Charger references this week, though. Exactly.
1: Exactly. And shout out to the Samascus family. That's true. Listening back in, Aaron, in North Carolina. Aaron
0: and Ed. Yep. A lot of E's in that family, huh? Oh, my gosh.
1: All E's. Uh, one uh, interesting thing about Emily is that she uh, has a twin.
0: She does. Eric. Not with an A. Odd. I didn't know you could spell Eric with an E.
1: Eric. Yeah. Er- pronounce it pronounce that Eric. er yes yeah,
0: no, we won't make fun of a samamanski
1: no no we're making fun of you for the oh I see <laughs> yeah so no. uh we talked let's just recap a little bit sure. we talked about world of suck we did uh changes do they have the players here to win Flacco taking six sacks and adjusting to a new team
0: and airport etiquette
1: and airport etiquette with Derek wolf yeah and just Derek Wolf. Just Derek nothing
0: Wolf. else. At Correct. All. Correct. Yeah.
1: Not alluding to anything.
0: Absolutely not.
1: Yeah. Just Derek Wolf.
0: Not an internal situation, you know?
1: Well, Derek Wolf is internal.
0: Internal. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. External injury, though, on his ankle.
1: Uh, Hope you enjoyed this edition of the podcast. Let us know what you think. Uh, sh- you could just reach out to Eric, as we've said, starts with an A, at Eric Dalal on Twitter, or at uh, Phil Milani on Twitter.
0: That's true. Emily has a Emily Twitter, too, but you probably Twitter. shouldn't tweet at her. No. Emily does have Twitter.
1: We only get hate tweets from Exactly. This, so no, yeah, we, we don't want to, want to direct
0: the cacophony of voices your way. A what? Cacophony.
1: Sorry, is there a bird in the room? <laughs> Cacophony. Gosh.
0: Yeah. Really making that CU degree look real nice. According to dictionary.com, it means a harsh, discordant mixture of sounds. I probably m- mispronounced discordant. Northwestern. Yeah. Coming through for you. Sucks at football, but good at vocabulary.
1: Anybody has a good vocabulary when they're on thesaurus.com. That's true.
0: That's. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's true. Uh, Eric, where can people listen to this? Uh, Tune in, uh-huh. Stitcher, uh-huh. iTunes, uh-huh. Spotify, uh-huh. QuickTime, uh, Windows Media, Media, Media player? Real Player, or whatever it's called.
1: Yeah, Windows Media Player. Yeah. Here's the interesting thing: we always at the end of the podcast talk about where people can listen to it, but in th- in theory. If you're listening to it already, you know where to listen to it.
0: Well, right, but what if you're? What if you're like, man, I really loved that podcast, and you're listening to it on the website, and then you're like, oh, oh yeah, the app. You can listen to it on the app. Three,
1: three sixty five
0: Broncos. Three sixty five. Yeah. It overperforms. Yeah, that's right. Really I heard. nice. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: It doesn't ever crash or anything.
0: <laughs> of course not. No.
1: Okay, well, uh, I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, we'll be back later in the week with more of a preview for the Broncos-Jaguars game coming up this Sunday.
0: The first win of the year. We're looking ahead. Exactly. I like that. Can I, can I ask? Well, maybe I'll save it.
1: No, you can go ahead.
0: Do you think... Don't uh, tease.
1: You can't tease several days.
0: worth. Do you think uh, this team needs a Von Miller proclamation like you did ahead of the Cardinals game? Oh. Where you said we're going to beat their ass? Excuse me?
1: What did I tell you last time? <laughs> I keep forgetting. Gosh, um, I don't think so. Got it. I don't think that that would be um, – I'm not sure how that would be received in the locker room. Got it. Last year, that was – You know what it does need? They need a Von Miller-type performance Ooh. like he did against the Cardinals last year. Remember when he just he like took out that offensive lineman to the ground, and then he got back up and then strip sacked Josh Rosen. I do remember that. That was one of the greatest plays I've ever seen from a defensive from a from an outside linebacker.
0: I've got to go back and think about all the great plays I've seen from an outside that linebacker. A,
1: I don't care what the other plays were. That was a tremendous play.
0: I liked the strip sack in the Super Bowl that won them the Super Bowl. That was kind of nice. That was a team effort, that Super Bowl. Vaughn did that by himself. Oh. Kay. Okay. Okay, anyway. well,
1: that's going to do it for us this week. For Eric Dalala, I am Phil Milani. You have been listening to...
0: You can do it, Emily. The <laughs> Neutral <laughs> Zone. <laughs> the Neutral Zone.